Hey crew, today we're talking about diabetes equations, what you can do to better stabilize blood sugars within type 1 diabetes. Uh, I'm going to be a story about my daughter, but also an event recently in my own life that completely wrecked my blood sugars. It was off the charts, uh, literally in a bad way, <laughs> and I can't wait to get into it, tell you about what I learned from it, how you can apply it to your blood sugar formula, and of course how to predict and avoid these types of situations in the future. If you don't know who I am, my name is Matt Vandevecht. I I live with type 1 diabetes, but I'm also a certified master fitness trainer and nutritionist. I talk about blood sugars and how to stabilize and predict them. And then today we're getting into a few different stories and of course some implementation tools on what you can do to better control your blood sugars and avoid these mishaps in the first place. So without any further ado, we'll get into our theme song and then into two stories that I think you'll particularly love today. Let's get to it. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. All right, so let's get into our stories. First one I got to share with you is about my daughter. Uh, if you don't know, she just crossed the one-year-old mark, and she is the cutest thing ever. Of course, I might be a little bit biased, but I wanted to share a story with you about her saying no for the first time ever. Now, thankfully, it wasn't to me. I didn't have to deal with it, but in, in true fashion, following the footsteps of her father, uh, she said no to a medical professional, and that was the first time she's ever said no before. Uh, I think that was kind of funny because I've always kind of gone against the grain there, and we do our own thing with diabetes, and now here she is saying no. Uh, but the idea behind what she is saying no to isn't as important as the idea of her saying no and what that leads into for us. So my first thought when I hear, I heard from this appointment that she had said no was, oh no, what are we going to have to deal with now? Like I hear all these stories about kids saying no, no, no. You're like, darn it. They have an opinion now, right? <laughs> they don't have to just do what I say anymore because uh, they can say no. But then I took a second to think about it. And I was like, you know what? This is actually a positive because right now, She's only been able to say yes or yeah. Uh, and while that's been amazing and adorable, because you say, you want to go outside? Yeah. And she's like super happy about it. The good thing is with her being able to say no now, or at least in the future, she hasn't really said no since that appointment. But when she does start saying no frequently, it's going to lead into an option of yes or no, where she'll get to tell us how she actually feels instead of right now, where we just say things that we think she wants until she says, yeah. You know, like, do you want to go outside? Silence. Do you want to eat some food? Silence. Do you want to cuddle? Yeah. Like, oh, okay, that was the one. <laughs> so in the future, it can be no, yes, no, yes, right? And she's going to give us more feedback, more information into how to uh, best make her happy, solve her problems. You know, maybe we don't know that her foot isn't in the shoe correctly. And she can tell us that with more words, more, more vocabulary available to her. So this is a step in the right direction, even though it feels like a setback. It feels like something negative where she's going to be able to tell us no and give us uh, some sassy feedback in the future, I assume. What it does give us as well is more information, more data to make decisions and plans off of, right? 
And so often, you know, I, I see in my clients in on the internet, but also with myself, when diabetes tells us no, like when the blood sugars just don't cooperate, so often we're like, oh, this sucks. This is the worst. Diabetes is so difficult. And we fail to see it. This is just diabetes communicating with us, right? If we go low, it doesn't mean that, uh, you know, you did it on purpose and you're a bad diabetic. Same thing if you go high. It just means if you're low, you needed some more sugar than what you provided. Maybe you took too much insulin. Maybe there's more activity than you anticipated. If you go high, it just means that there wasn't enough insulin. Maybe you ate more carbs than you thought. Maybe you didn't pre-bolus. Maybe you forgot the dose for fats and proteins, right? It's just more information. It's part of the conversation that we're having with our diabetes on an ongoing basis. Um, I actually had this cl- a chat with a, a client of mine recently where this individual was talking about how they had a rough couple of days of blood sugars. I assured them that on that very call, my blood sugars were a bit rough. They were actually over 200. And I was like, listen, I'm right here with you. <laughs> I have bad days too. But we had to reframe it where it was like, look, this this is all information. These are all data points, right? And as we're getting into what I teach my clients, which is the 80-20 blood sugar formula, I was telling you earlier, we're learning about diabetes math, right? It's all one big equation. Diabetes management as a whole, one giant equation. Likely the only piece of the equation that you were given was your insulin to carb ratio. At least I hope you have that at the very least, right? But there's so much more to it. And that's why you're seeing mysterious blood sugars. That is the reason. It's just because you don't know what the rest of the equation looks like. If you did, you'd be able to control your blood sugars. So it's not even your fault. You just weren't taught the right things, right? That's what I'm here for, coming alongside you to help you with that. Now, with this client, obviously we're teaching them and we help people to set up their 80-20 blood sugar formula in order to stabilize and predict blood sugars. In telling them this, they're like, well, why isn't it perfect yet? And I, we kind of paused and I was like, I think you know the answer. <laughs> and this individual is like, right, we're never going to be perfect, right? Nothing is ever going to be perfect. If life was perfect, it'd be boring because you know exactly what's going to happen. It wouldn't be any fun, right? Even though you would like it for a day or two where things are just going your way, you'd soon get over it and the, the monotonous perfection, it would get old. So with that being said, the problems that we encounter, the ups and downs of diabetes, these are all part of the communication process with our diabetes. And it's data for us then to take, analyze, interpret, and then plug back into the formula. So if I have a meal, I go low. That doesn't mean that everything needs to be thrown out the window. It just means I need to make a tweak, right? Means that there's something in the equation that didn't quite line up with what my body needed. And as a result, I can take that information, make a small adjustment, and then move forward the next day fixing the problem, right? So if my daughter tells me no, doesn't mean that she hates me. It just means that she didn't like that one thing or doesn't desire food or a walk or whatever it is in that moment. With your diabetes, if it's saying no in that moment, doesn't mean you can't have pizza. It just means you didn't go about it the right way, right? So now you got to look at how can I fix this so that I can enjoy these things? It's not that I can't exercise, can't have carbs, can't stay out late, can't have fun with my diabetes under control. I can. I just have to be able to learn from those experiences, learn from the nose, readjust the formulas, and then plug it back in. Try again tomorrow, right? So that's what I want you to understand today is that diabetes saying no isn't the end of the world. It doesn't mean you're a bad diabetic. We all experience rough blood sugars, right? And that's the second part of the story. A couple days ago, I was actually at a type 1 diabetes meetup. If you don't know what that is, they exist and they are fun. You show up and literally everybody there has type 1 diabetes, 
it's a pre-organized thing. Uh, a friend of mine put it on and invited me to show up and uh, represent for the guys because for some reason guys don't always show up to these things. <laughs> it's it's uh, common with the girls, but guys for some reason just aren't as uh, I don't know eager to show up and make friends that have diabetes. But I was there. There was another guy there. It was cool. Uh, but that day surrounding the event, my blood sugars were an absolute wreck. <laughs> like. It was horrendous. Uh, started with the high in the morning that I corrected for. Then I realized my sensor was incorrect. So the, the high blood sugar that I corrected for wasn't actually a high blood sugar. Now I've got extra insulin on board. Then my sensor failed while I was dropping. And so I had to go back to finger pricks, low blood sugar. And of course I overtreated because I was scared without having a sensor to tell me how low I was because it was, it was pretty darn low. And uh, it's just led to a roller coaster of the day. And over lunch, I was like, again, hesitant with my blood sugar. So I ended up shooting a little bit higher than I should have realized afterwards that, you know, that day being what it was is still an important day for me to consider in my diabetes management. Instead of just tossing it out the window, I can look back at that for lessons learned, right? One of my lessons learned is to look at my meal as a whole and not just the carbs. I realized that uh, the second high that I saw that day <laughs> was due to my uh, overlooking of the proteins and fats. And if you don't know, yes, you should be considering proteins and fats in your diabetes management. Uh, they're in some cases, and I can't tell you outright, do this because I'm not going to give you medical advice on the internet as a generic viewer, but uh, you should consider proteins and fats when dosing insulin as well. Right? It's something doctors aren't talking about yet. We've been telling our clients this for years. You need to catch up because uh, unfortunately, a lot of the medical professionals just aren't on top of things uh, as much as somebody who is uh, currently going through these aspects of diabetes management. So long story short, I was able to find those sections of my day where my diabetes said no, and I was able to analyze them, make some tweaks. The next day, things were a lot smoother. I stayed in range 100% of the time. That's the kind of shift I want you to be able to make. Going from a wildly reckless roller coaster ride of a day with my blood sugars to the next day going, okay, small tweak here, small tweak there, reassess and plug it back into the formula. Boom, smooth lines, had a great morning with my daughter, had a nice afternoon with my wife, just uh, well, we're all hanging out the whole day, but like we try and section things out uh, and it was a great time, right? And that's what's possible when you do understand how to analyze, interpret, and then kind of readjust the formula. You got to plug things back in the inputs that are missing. And uh, the only way to do that is to know what you're doing. You know, if you don't know what the formula is, you're not going to be able to fully adjust these things. And the more you learn about your diabetes, the more options you have. For example, if you have a high blood sugar, taking more insulin isn't the only thing you can do. There's actually ways to make the insulin work faster, different ways to make you more insulin sensitive and reverse insulin resistance. Lots of different options here, but it's more than I can get into in a single episode today. So I want you to understand two pieces. One, just like that story illustrated, I am just like you, not perfect. Nobody's perfect. And I had to tell my client about that too. Perfection is not the goal. Consistent progress is the goal right? So instead of looking for perfection, we're looking for what's one single step that I can take forward today. Second part of the story, if just like my daughter, diabetes might be telling you no, it's not the end of the world, doesn't mean you suck or you're a bad diabetic if you have some out of range numbers. It just means that this is part of the communication process. I'm high. Great. Why? Why are blood sugars high? Let's start getting curious, asking questions. I'm low. Well, don't just treat it and move on. Treat it and ask, how can I avoid that in the future? right? How does this apply 
to my blood sugar formula. Of course, if you're one of my previous clients, you know how to make adjustments in your 80-20 blood sugar formula. If you're not, you can still learn about that process. We've got tons of videos on the internet that cover different pieces of it, though this is something that does have to be customized to you. It's not a generic approach to diabetes because, put simply, those don't work. That's why we're in this predicament in the first place, trying to figure out how to lower A1C and increase time and range. Uh, and speaking of time and range, uh, let me see. I, I usually pull these up beforehand, but I totally forgot. So you have to forgive me for this one. But the idea behind time and range is how much time can I spend between 70 and 180, right? And uh, that's the range that I stick to. I know a lot of people ask that on the internet. I'm trying to find mine from this last week. I, I'll put it on the screen for you guys right now since I just found it. We got 91% time and range. We're uh, really... <laughs> cutting it close with that one but 91 percent that's my average for the last week and uh, i've been above 90 percent for years and the reason the sole reason that that is possible is because i use the 80 20 blood sugar formula so if you're looking for how to discover what those inputs look like learn a bit more about exercise basal bolus insulin nutrition any of that kind of stuff there's a free training that i'm going to recommend for you right now and this is the next step that you would want to take told you perfection is not possible. It's just about taking little steps along the way. This is the next little step. Okay. So go to diabetesinaction.com. Reason it's called that is because we want to be able to live your life with diabetes, live with diabetes in action, not get held back or restricted by it. Right. Oh, I have to eat low carb. No, you don't. There's ways to build plans around this kind of stuff. So diabetesinaction.com. Go check it out. I talk about how my yearly average is like 93% time and range, something like that. Uh, I want you guys to go check it out to learn more about what you can do, how you can take the nose from diabetes, the, the negatives and turn them into positives. How can I make small adjustments based off of that information in order to build out the entire diabetes equation? And then of course, live my best life with diabetes, which only is possible through learning your 80-20 blood sugar formula at diabetesinaction.com. So if life's telling you no, if diabetes is telling you no, just like with my daughter, it's communication. It's giving you more info. It's allowing you to see the whole picture. It's just your job to take that information, analyze it, and plug it back in so that you can live your best life with diabetes. All right. So I got to go talk with my daughter and hear more cute attempts at words. And I hope that you can get over to that training at diabetesinaction.com and utilize it to its fullest potential. Use it. I'm serious. Take notes. See how you can pull the information from it to better your life. All right. I'll catch you over there, diabetesinaction.com. Hope you're having an amazing new year. I look forward to seeing you in next week's episode. I'll catch you later and keep up the fight.